Uh, you ready to get started? Uh, yes, I believe so. All right. Uh, I'm Bobby Navia. And I am Dorian Weinzimmer. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of The Couch. Um, <laughs> we both have our Revolution brewing. This is not an ad, but hey, I mean, if Revolution wants to sponsor one day. Sure. I'm not going to argue. Yeah. We both have our uh, Garrett's Popcorn Caramel Crisp, Caramel Popcorn Ale, uh, Tall Boys in front of us. Yeah. And um, today we're not talking about a trailer. We're talking about a movie that's already out in theaters. You can go see it right now. It's out. It's out. Uh, Dorian and I went to go see Pearl, the prequel movie for the uh, to the movie X, on Friday at the Music Box Theater. Yeah. And uh, walking out, we had a lot of first takes, but over the course of the couple of days, we've had more conversations. Marinated. We've it's yeah. marinated a bit, and uh, we also did watch Elvis. Yeah, we did. Which. <laughs> Maybe on a future episode we'll dive into. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But um, I feel like we've had a lot more, you know... Uh, Quick review of Elvis. It's a Baz Luhrmann movie. Surprise. <laughs> it's Baz. <laughs> it is It is immediately Baz. Um, but no, throughout the, uh, you know, uh, before and after watching Pearl, like, I think the both of us have, like, messaged each other or yeah. talked a little bit more about Pearl, you know, in terms of just what we're thinking, all this other kind of stuff. So it felt like the right right movie to sit down and just sort of talk about. And also, since it's uh, a prequel to yeah. X, uh, talk a little bit about prequels. You know, nothing too big or deep or anything like that. Yeah, but it's something we haven't really uh, dove into, I don't think. And if we do, not necessarily episodes, yeah. in a negative sense, but it's it's usually shadowed by like either an IP franchise of some kind in which like a prequel comes up or something like that sure you know i don't know if we've uh yeah like years later here's a way of like trying to milk this cow without having to get the old cast back together (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) no exactly exactly um so all right well i want to start with a little background yeah before we get into this so set her up um, so X was a uh, horror movie that came out in uh, March 2022. This year, uh, Pearl was released this past Friday, September 2022, as well. And so um, it's directed by T West, uh, Ty. both Ty West. Sorry yeah, about that. Ty, Ty West. West. Yeah. Ty West. Uh, both X and uh, Pearl were. Um, and Pearl was uh, written by Ty West and Mia Goth, the uh, main yeah. actress in the movie. And so, uh, oh, you know what? Before I continue, like, spoiler alert for X and Pearl. Yeah. I think we're just going to get into it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's going to be a review, so we're going to talk about plot details. Exactly. So, yeah. Um, Consider yourselves warned. And if you don't care, uh, in X, Mia Goth plays one of the group of people that go to this farm to shoot an adult film. But she also plays in a, a big amount of heavy makeup an older woman who is basically terrorizing this group of people who are making this film. Yeah. Um, that's like the clean cut short version of it. Yeah. And Pearl is a prequel about the like old woman and ex that Mia Goth plays as, yeah. as a young when girl. When she was the age that Mia Goth's character, that Maxine from X yes. <laughs> is in X. <laughs> right. Exactly. So it's a, yeah, it jumps back in time to 1918 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, for, uh, for Pearl's story. Um, so, uh, so this movie actually got announced with a couple screenings of X at like festivals and stuff like that, but it was actually put in, um, after the credits of X. So like nobody knew. Yeah. There was a teaser that there was a prequel coming. They shot both of these back to back. Yeah. So like when X came out, Pearl was already in post-production. Right. And, um, yeah. So they, they had a teaser for it. Yeah. And, uh, uh, Ty West, right? Yeah. Yeah. Ty West and Mia Goth. Uh, the movie, both movies were shot in New Zealand. And so X was shot, you know, when it was, uh, you know, COVID was still pretty rampant here in the States. So if you went to New Zealand, you had a quarantine period of like two weeks before anything was happening. So it was during this two week period that Ty West and Mia Goth collaborated on the script to this to post to uh, pitch to a 24 oh for pearl for pearl oh interesting and okay. so pearl uh pearl was actually greenlit before they started you know rolling, before they rolled cameras on, they x. Cameras yeah. on x yeah so um so you know a little little bit of a little bit of background um for there but um but yeah uh so that's what we're talking about today is yeah. pearl so i thought maybe we could say just like 
first initial reactions to it, maybe get into what we liked, what we didn't. Yeah. And then um, I've got a couple of, I've got like just two other um, two other little tidbits uh, of trivia for the movie that we could come come to later if we're sure. talking about it or whatever. But yeah. uh, you want to kick it off? You want me to kick it off? You, you go for it. Me yeah, go for you, it? You okay. fire it off. Um, so uh, I thought Pearl was good. I didn't think it was great. I had the, a very fine time with it. Mm. Um, both you and I agree that it's like shot really beautifully. Yeah. Uh, I think Mia Goth is like really awesome in it. Yeah, she's I, pretty incredible. It's, it's yeah. Uh, and um, uh, I really like the, one of the things I really like about it is how reserved it was in, I guess, the horror moviness of it, you mm-hmm. know? Um, <clears throat> and uh, I found like a really big appreciation for like that in the movie because sometimes I feel like I'll watch horror movies that take place in the past and they seem to be just a bit more like over the top violent for the sake of like, well, it's in the past. So mm-hmm. we're, you know, this is going to be another wild thing we add to it. Yeah. You know? Um, so, uh, so I really dug that. But then at some points I kind of felt like it was too reserved mm-hmm. and I was kind of wishing for a, um, like an inglorious bastards were killing all the Nazis in the theater sequence. Uh-huh. You know, like I, I, I was like, yeah. I felt like, you know, there was a few things I felt like there was missing from this movie, at least for me personally, but like something really just sort of big and grandiose like that, like over the top, mm-hmm. I felt like was really missing from, from the movie for me. Yeah. And would have matched the tone and style of it too. Yeah. yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, so, but overall, like I, 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 I had a good time with it. Uh, I'd say the, the, um, what I didn't like about it, and it's something that I'm sure you'll you'll expand on because we sort of kind of agreed on this, is just it doesn't really add anything to the character of Pearl. There are, you know, character beats and sort of things that happen in X that, you know, you're sort of led to believe if this since this is a prequel, like some of that might get explored and it's really not. Mm-hmm. And uh, at least to date, this is the only prequel we are getting yeah. uh, for, for Pearl. Um, and so, you know, I guess one could argue that you could make a two and three of Pearl and sort of explore the rest of those things. But, um, you know, at this point, I mean, I hope they don't. I yeah. Don't know. <laughs> uh, so th- it, it's like, while I enjoyed the movie quite a bit, I also found myself wondering like, okay, well then like, why did I watch any of this? Because it just sort of seems pretty, pretty clean cut as to what's happening here. There's not any like sort of big reveals or, or, or things like that. Like I kind of get it. Yeah. Um, the last thing I thought about was, uh, if, you know, people who have listened to this podcast, you know, know me and know I'm into Marvel and DC and, you know, multiverse shit and sequels and prequels and threequels and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I honestly thought to myself, like I, I give this movie, uh, kudos for doing a prequel. It feels like in a fresh way. Like Mm -hmm. I was kind of excited for Pearl based off the trailer. Yeah, you know, to it um, had a really good time with X. I thought X was just like a really solid horror movie, mm-hmm. um, and you know, Pearl kind of continues to grow on me. Um, and um, but I thought it was uh, I thought it was really interesting to kind of have a, a bit of a positive feeling or response to a prequel, mm-hmm. and not just be like, okay, well, I know I'm going to go see this, yeah, but right. it's, <laughs> you know, movie 30, you know, yeah. you know, type of feel, even though I'm in for that. Um, and especially with horror, I feel like so much s- Pearl feels like it came purely out of like a creative collaboration as opposed to like, at least from how it looks to me, at least from uh, uh, instead of like A24 announcing like, Ty West is doing X and we've signed him on for two more sequels that are coming yeah, you know, kind of like Bloomhouse Halloween style. Mm-hmm. Halloween Kills is coming one year. Halloween is <laughs> right. coming the next year, <laughs> yeah. type of thing. You know, so um, <laughs> and just to sort of hear that they came up with this over FaceTime while they were quarantining. You know, yeah. even some some elements of the movie just sort of feel like you were trying to do something here, not just be like shocking for the sake of shock or gore for the sake of gore, that kind of thing. Um, so uh, the feeling of having a positive experience to a a prequel to me, like kind of is a little bit of a built-in factor for like why I enjoyed the movie as well. Cause I just don't feel like I have that feeling uh, 
most days with a lot of the movies that come out that are franchises or, mm-hmm. or that are trying to like reboot themselves or do a prequel or stuff like that. Yeah, right. Or, you know, get another movie out in between the like major, you know, installments. Yeah, so, exactly. Hey, we can shoot this with like a different cast and different director, you know, while. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the main stars are off doing, you know, big movie. Um, um, so that's my that's my that's my little opening spiel. OK. What did yeah. you think of. uh Pearl. Yeah, so uh, it's to me like it's frustrating. Like the movie is just frustrating in a lot of ways because there are some things about this that are like I really, excuse me, really like. Um, I mean, you mentioned the look of it and uh, and just Mia Goth's performance is like it's just awesome. Like she's really good. I'm she's a, great. You know, I like I want to see her in more things now. Agreed. You know, because um, yeah, and the fact that she's in Brandon Cronenberg's new movie. That's right. Um, Fucking awesome. Yeah, which is great. So she's, you know, she's working with interesting directors and taking on, you know, what, you know, challenging roles, it appears, uh, and taking a hand in shaping, you know, shaping those roles as well, which is really cool. It's like, you know, what Britt Marling was doing a while ago. Oh, good Um, connection. Yeah, still doing. Yeah, right. No. but um, but anyway, it's, you know, it's really cool to see that. Uh, So I'm excited to see what she gets up to next. And this movie is to thank for that. And, you know, there's a really unique um, style and tone to this. Like, I do like that it it doesn't look or feel like X at all. You know, like usually with prequels, it's like, let's try to make it, you know, feel like part of that world or like universe or whatever. Mm-hmm. But this goes the complete opposite direction. It's like, no, 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 this is like, you know, 60 years earlier. Like, and also it's a very... You know, whereas X is like an ensemble cast, you know, it's a group of, you know, uh, it's a pick them off movie. <laughs> we yeah, got, true. <laughs> we got a group of kids. So, you know, perspective point of view of the movie is all over the place. Pearl is single perspective. You know, it's always we're always seeing everything through her point of view. Mm-hmm. Um, narratively, it just didn't really do anything for me. Okay. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it definitely I, f- I found it slow at, at a couple of points. And then, you know, and honestly, is again, as like a prequel and as like an origin story, um, you know, like for me, like the prequel is intended to somehow deepen or recontextualize or, you know, alter or just, you know, enrich the events of the original piece, mm-hmm. you know, in some way we're like now, you know, if like when I, I've, I saw X when it came out and I thought it was good. I enjoy that movie mm-hmm. uh, and then saw Pearl and then, so now when I watch X again, that experience should somehow be different as a result of having seen Pearl. And I'm here to tell you it is not. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's something for me that is like a problem. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, with, you know, just the, the movie in general, it's, it's less of a prequel and more of like just a different movie that happens to share a character. Okay. You know, <laughs> Um, I thought it was an interesting idea at first because I liked Mia Goth's dual performance in um, X. Uh, in X, yeah, uh, I thought it was actually like really interesting and like meaningfully devised. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't just like a stunt casting thing or you know whatever stunt makeup <laughs> uh, <laughs> job. It was it was actually really cool because there were parallels between the two characters. And then so I, I actually thought it was interesting. Oh, okay, well if you're going to draw that line between the two, then yes, let's see Pearl when she was young. And had these experiences that are somehow, you know, in some way mirror, you know, what Mia Goth is going through. Right. Um, or Maxine is going through in, in X. Like, nor especially for this type of movie, a prequel for me would be just totally, like, not even interested in seeing. But, again, with the concept they were driving at and the way that they're, you know, the themes of X also with, like, sex and aging and, you know, losing sort of your, you know... Uh, drive and appeal in certain ways um you know the way that it it took a look at some of those things that like youth versus you know the elderly um and how they're affected and sort of like you know jealous rage that results from it you know was was an interesting angle for a slasher movie you know like Mm -hmm. it didn't need to do that to be a successful slasher film but it did and it was a better movie for it Mm -hmm. in my opinion that's kind of like my my big issue with x is like I actually think the dramatic elements are like way better than the horror elements. Okay. Okay. So I like it better as like a drama about old people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> than I do. It's like a you know, pick 'em off movie. Right on. Um 
I'm not here to say like what the movie should have been like draw it out scene by scene, but like I was, I think I, we could talk about it though a little bit. Yeah. Like, yeah. I but mean, I thought it would be much more like I was thinking it was going to in some way explore like the relationship between Pearl and her husband, uh, you know, a bit more because that becomes so central to like why they murder children, right. you know, <laughs> young adults, I should say, I guess there are varying ages in, in the, you know, that movie, but anyway, um, why they're murdering young people in X, you mm-hmm. know, it very much comes down to like the sexual frustration of like, you know, being elderly and not being able to, you know, satisfy certain desires. Right. Um, so like, I thought it would be way more interesting to, in some way, like see how maybe like sex and violence became intertwined in their lives oh, okay. or how, you know, sort of their relationship, maybe something that was in some way going to like expose the, like the significance or importance of their, you know, physical relationship within their, you know, lives. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, which I thought, you know, would be, again, just throwing random stuff out here, uh, would be one way of sort of like making a more interesting experience when then watching X, because you would understand their frustration at not being able to consummate their marriage anymore. Right. Yeah. Because it would have more gravity to like why this is so important to them or why, you know, whatever it is so special to them beyond just like, you know, sex is cool. Was it the first Uh, person, uh, the first person that Pearl kills in X was a cameraman. Uh, was it director. was it after that that she like has sex with him his her husband? Yeah, it's after they've right? killed a few people by the they've time killed they a few people. Sex, okay, yeah. I didn't know if it was like the first person or I can't remember. I haven't. Yeah, I, I've yeah, only I just, seen the movie once. But right. Yeah, I rewatched it right before we saw Pearl. Like, yeah. the, the day before. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, no, they kill a few people before uh, before that happens. Okay. Okay. But um. But yeah, so, you know, I thought that would be interesting because it would give a little bit more, you know, you know, not that I needed like more motive out of them in X, but Mm -hmm. and so, you know, it would be more interesting, you know, like when you watch that movie again, like, oh, okay, I understand why this is such Mm -hmm. a frustration, you know, or why this is a particular like, you know, particularly festering scab on the relationship. Right. And this movie does none of that, like none of that. And that, you know, it seemed obvious to me, like not as like, Oh, that's like stupidly obvious, but like that would be a good direction to go. And like, that would be interesting, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, but it very much just focuses on her and it's like basically right from the beginning, like, guess what? She's just crazy. Yeah. Like she's just like a crazy psychotic, obviously going to be, you know, exhibiting all the signs of like classic serial killer, right. You know, leading up to actually getting a, you know, a fresh body of their own, (laughs) um, you know, kind of behavior. So it's just like, okay, so your origin story is just like, she was born this way. Like (laughs) it's, you know, it's just kind of, it's pretty uninteresting. And it was like a little deflating right at the outset of the movie, Mm -hmm. you know, we're like 15 minutes in and it's just like, Oh, so she's just already nuts. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, all right. So what are, what, what are we doing? Here? Why are we watching? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> no, I, uh, so as like an origin story, like, and as a prequel, it kind of feels like, you know, in terms of what I feel those movies should do. Not that every one of those types of movies needs to follow some strict set of rules or anything, but mm-hmm. I feel like there's some, you know, uh, broad strokes as far as what they should accomplish to be successful as those types of stories in this movie just didn't really seem concerned with providing any of that. Right. You know, which was what made it frustrating because it was like so well put together, like so, uh, such devotion to every element of it. Like the way it was crafted, you know, the, the, just the, like the feel of this movie is so cool. It's just, it's really hard. A lot of visual stuff. Like what I jumped to, um, I jumped to the pig. There's a, there's a part where there is a, uh, a pig gifted as as food mm-hmm. to Pearl's mother, and uh, just every once in a while, like we, I think it might be literally in the entire runtime of the movie, maybe two or three three times max, we cut to um, that pig still being on the porch, and it's being you know it's got maggots on it, yeah. it's just deteriorating, and you know like it's just a bit of visual storytelling that I like. It doesn't need to be in there whatsoever, but like there's yeah. an intention behind it yeah. and I think that's what you're speaking to is some of the some of the parts of this movie or s- scenes or whatever like they clearly have an intention. It's not just because like oh this will look cool or at least it doesn't feel that way because yeah. I feel like you and I have watched enough movies to sort of 
Yeah, because it is hyper stylized. Yes, and but it feels like warranted, you know, for what they're going for. It's basically like if Psycho was shot like the color part of Wizard of Oz. Like, Good. It, yeah, yeah. yeah, it has it has that look and like kind of bright eyed like wonder to it. But yeah. like we're doing Psycho, <laughs> right. you know, it's yeah. just it's from her point of view. So it's like to her, uh-huh. she's not crazy, you know, like she's acting perfectly normal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's, you know, again, it's it's unique in that regard. Like I've never seen anything quite like it, you know, mm-hmm. and I really do. Even though I just compared it to those two things, it's like, yeah, but nobody's ever done that right at least not that i'm aware of Mm -hmm. or at least you know and and as you know as well executed of a fashion of this like i thought the editing was great too like it's just really well put together technically like yeah just super sound and you know it it's it does smart you know smart things with also this isn't like a giant budget film Mm -hmm. so to do 1918 texas you know they had to kind of like you know, it's mostly on the farm, yes. you know, like there's in, you know, there's sort of uh sort of like uh, Tim Burton's Batman, you know, the city is like this one block, you know, right? so yeah, luckily we just have to go to this one place, Correct. you know, um, so yeah, so but you know, that's just, you know, that's the budget that they had to work with. And, mm-hmm. and also it was the time it was like, this is small town, Texas, you didn't you weren't traveling around, you know, you were stuck there. Yeah. Uh, and so everything is like a big event, you know, when mm-hmm. it happens. So, so anyway, I'm getting off track, but so yeah, there were a lot of things about this that were like super impressive and, and really, really cool. And I like, I wanted to like this movie, mm-hmm. you know, but again, just, I, I couldn't overcome that barrier once like 15 minutes in, I was just like, we've just already like kind of cut the legs out from under everything. I thought this movie could accomplish, you know, as far as making this a good pair of films Mm -hmm. as Mm -hmm. it stands, I feel like it's just kind of like two movies. Right. Um, Not really like a connected, you know, there's little things like, you know, like a a phrase or like a thing she does, like a mannerism she has that it's like, Oh wow. We saw that for the first time. (laughs) She still does it when she's old. Like uh, uh, that is so that's supposed to be like little filler things. Yeah. Drop in, you know, that's not supposed to be like the only connection. Uh Um, I mean, I get, yes. Like, you know, the, I want to be a star thing with Maxine versus with her. And yes, I mean, there's obvious parallels there, but I got that from X, right. You know, like I are just watching it. It, made it clear to me that like she probably had a similar type of thing and like i don't need to actually see that unless it's somehow mm-hmm. going to add to the proceedings of you know the first film yeah and it just it just doesn't you right. know and it's like not so i can't forgive that <laughs> have you like have you do you feel like you've like warmed up to the movie a bit more aside from like from walking like, out of the theater yeah, like yes and no okay Cause it's like, I do, I've been, I've come to appreciate certain elements of it even more, mm-hmm. but then it just frustrates me even more how it didn't like properly leverage those things into a, a really great whole, you okay. know, like this could be like, it could have been a great movie, yeah. you know, like a really bona fide like it could have been deserving of the Martin Scorsese praise that it's getting. Okay. okay. I don't currently, I don't think it is. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it's fine. I'm not like I don't I'm not angry about Marty giving Ty's career a boost, yeah. you know. Today's guest on the couch actually is Marty, so he will be sitting yeah. down with Dorian. Great. I would love to I would love to <laughs> chat with him about it. <laughs> I would love good. to hear his thoughts on what I just said. No, you know? yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But I get it. Like, you know, Mart he loves that like evocation of like classic Hollywood as yes, well. And yes. like you can feel I know Scorsese mentioned this too, that it's like you can feel this sort of like love of cinema that is in this movie you know this is obviously the product of somebody who is like truly enamored with like those old types of films mm-hmm. um you know the classic like technicolor studio films and um you know things like that but also obviously the horror you know staples and psycho right. of course and things like that so you know knows how to work an audience and knows how to you know take those two things and i think he's successful with some of that stuff but like Again, I was so, you know, kind of, I don't want to say checked out narratively, but just sort of like, you know, I was still searching for like a reason to care mm-hmm, mm-hmm. while the movie was trying to like build tension. And that didn't, you know, that that clashed, obviously. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
So, you know, where I thought there were like, okay, if if I were in, this would probably be a better sequence, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, as far as like tension and suspense goes, like again, everything was very well crafted and yeah. you know, was was great to look at and watch. But um but yeah, I was just it was just lacking on the other fronts for me. You brought up uh, you know, the comparison with uh, you know, psycho by way of Wizard of Oz. Yeah. So you talked about obviously there's there's a there's a giant absence of Pearl's husband in this movie when their their relationship yeah. is a, a pretty he's big often folk- he's off in the war. Right. He's off in the, the war. wall. Right. Yeah. Um, when their relationship or lack of one in X plays a big part in why they're doing what they're doing, you know, to to this, you know, group of uh, group of people who are doing this adult film. Yeah. Uh, in the movie. And so um, there's a sequence in this movie where uh, Pearl comes home and her her father is an invalid. He's in like a he's in a wheelchair and he just he's kind of in one spot and he drools quite a bit. Yeah, but um, looks scared. He does all the time. The eyes work. Yeah, um, but the uh, but the mom is like making dinner and everything, and um, the mom is uh, we we find out. I don't know if why I, I don't think I sort of knew this when we watched sex, but like their family's German. And, you know, the mom speaks, you know, almost only kind of only German to uh, Pearl Mm -hmm. in the movie. And there is this, uh, I think before this dinner, like Pearl attempts to murder her dad by throwing him in the river uh, that has the alligator. Yeah, she was about to. She was about to. Right. And so um, and and then this then this dinner happens. And in the and in this scene, when this uh, this dinner is happening, Basically, the mom sort of reveals that, like, out in the open that uh, she's been feeling like killing the husband, too. At one point, she picks up, like, this bit pretty mm-hmm. big, like, cutting knife and puts it up against the throat of the husband. And it's just like, I'll do it for you, you know. And it's a it's a really incredible scene for the actress that plays the mother. I thought she was awesome in it. Yeah. It's really, really spectacular. And I thought the movie was going to take this route where like the mom kills the dad and it's like a mother daughter movie of sorts for the, for the rest of the movie to sort of pay piggyback off of psycho, which is like a, you know, yeah, right. A son and a son and a mother kind of, kind of movie in in a way or whatever, you know, or, and so, um, so I thought it was going to go that route. And then, you know, I know we already said spoilers, but like, it doesn't go that way. You know the mother is eventually eventually killed by Pearl, um, but um, that kind of took the wind out of the excitement and the wind out of the movie for me. Mm-hmm. Aside from you know not having any, any big connective tissue, um, Pearl and her husband to X, yeah, you know wise. But I was hoping for something there, like with with the mom. Yeah, you know that would have th- been. I way thought more that would have been interesting yeah. to sort of like explore. Yeah. You know, within this 1919 limited budget, you know, uh, almost dreamlike uh, memory that we were going through that just so happens to be Pearl's memory yeah. of, of this time, you know? Yeah, um, if they had this, like, bizarre, overly happy, like, mother-daughter moment <laughs> after. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, like, strain and, like, constant, like, sniping and bickering of their <laughs> relationship up to that point. Um, I've got a uh, I've got a one of my last two tidbits of trivia is uh, mm. Tandy Wright is the woman the actress who plays the mother. Okay. Uh, Tandy Wright, who plays Pearl's mother, was the intimacy coordinator on X. Oh. Uh, and offered uh, and was offered uh, the role of Ruth as the shoot on the first film was wrapping up. And according to Ty West, uh, she learned German for the role in a hurry and became so convincing in her accent that she fooled two German members of the crew. Wow. Oh, and I just dropped my phone. Yeah, that's how that's how impressed Bobby is. <laughs> that's really cool. Yeah, those Germans are hard to trick too. <laughs> I mean, we learned that from Inglorious Bastards. But Hannah's dad is like that too. Like he's, I mean, you know, he grew up in like a you know house where his parents spoke German and everything. Oh, okay. But he didn't grow up like in Germany or anything. Okay, okay. You know, but he's still like when he hears German, like he when he watches Inglorious Bastards. Uh huh. He's even said he's like that dude's German is fucking bad. Like oh, okay. Michael Fassbender. He's like it's like really before it became like a joke in the movie. Right. Exactly. He was like, you know he was at first he was just like God like why is this guy's German like so bad? Yeah. 
Um, I mean, he knew he was supposed to be an Englishman, but he was just like, <laughs> you know, yeah. And then it became a, a thing in there, obviously. But but I, I heard, I read as well that um, random fact, random tidbit mm-hmm. uh, that Michael Fassbender actually originally auditioned for Hans Landa. Yeah. But because his German was actually so bad, like he apparently just speaks really bad German. Yeah. That instead Tarantino cast him as the guy whose bad German gets everyone killed. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> and he's great in it. Yeah, he's awesome. He's awesome. I love him in that. It's been a while since I've watched Inglorious. You should offer me a whiskey and water. I think I should have a whiskey and water. <laughs> Cheerio. Be a good champ and port yourself. <laughs> Paris when it sizzles. So good. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather think he fancies himself an auto preminger. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I mean, aside from that, uh, in the in the days since seeing the movie, um, this happens to me quite often. And I, I guess I can credit it to why I like I mostly like everything that I watch is um, <laughs> sometimes I really like the movie that's not there. Yeah. <laughs> and I and I think about it a lot. And I'm I, I found myself thinking and wondering, like, do I really am I starting to like Pearl a bit more, uh, you know, prequel stuff aside because like i i just sort of like the swing and i appreciate the swing even though yeah. i don't think it landed and right. it's it's a it's a much more of like a like a legit i don't know i mean you can i i de- i'll defer to you like like is it a legit more you know like filmmaker swing mm-hmm. than you know most movies like it just it just sort of feels like we were talking about like intention with yeah. some of the stuff in this movie that even though like it doesn't a hundred percent work for you. And in moments it doesn't a hundred percent work for me. Like I'm still kind of glad it's out there yeah. and you know, it, it, it sort of is what it is because you know, I, I, you know, not, not anybody else is sort of taking that, that swing these days with, with quote unquote horror. Yeah, no, absolutely. No, I agree. I, yeah, I, Again, yeah, I'm not like mad that this movie exists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I, I prefer that it would. I mean, it's, you know, it's a far more interesting movie than like most stuff that's out there. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, no, I absolutely appreciate the swing. And yeah, you know, I would, I will take a, you know, a flawed experiment over like a safe, you know, sure thing any day of the week. And this is most certainly a flawed experiment. Yeah. Um, but yeah. it's a very successful one in a lot of ways as well. Mm hmm. Excuse me. And, you know, my frustration is sort of like a compliment in a way, because it's like if it were just bad all around, then like I wouldn't be frustrated at all. I'd just be like, well, that movie sucks. Right. Yeah. You know, this is like there's so much good stuff there. And like, you know, things were taken into such care into consideration. It seems to me that like in looking at all of those things, a couple really important things were like totally <laughs> overlooked, um, which is what frustrates me. Okay. It's like, man, if it just if it had. I'm not saying it needs to be exactly what I spelled out earlier, but if it just had something like that, you know, that would give me that kind of, um, you know, like I said, enriched or (laughs) recontextualized in some way kind of experience when watching X again, Mm -hmm. that would just make it so much more successful of a film in my mind. And it's just like, I feel like it needs to do that, you know? Right, 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 right. Um, But even failing that, you know, just watching it on its own, you know, to me, it's it's also still a flawed movie, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and, and watched in that regard. So this isn't just because it like didn't do what I wanted it to do. Yeah. Although, right, right, right. But you know, I think that that's kind of like a, you know, I don't know if something's billed to you as like a science fiction movie and there's no science fiction in it. Like, isn't that like a problem? <laughs> it's, that seems like, you know, maybe that's just a marketing issue, but this is like baked into it. This isn't marketing. You could, no matter how you market it, it's still a prequel film. You know, yeah, I feel yeah. like it needs to have, it needs to do certain things to be a prequel besides just, hey, look, it's this person, but a while ago. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Are there any like prequels you are a fan of? I know we kind of had this yeah, we conversation a little this. bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We were talking about after the movie, and it was like, you know, recognizing that it failed to do what I feel a prequel should do, if it's any good, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we started talking about it after. I was like, are there any good prequels? Like, I don't know that. I mean, most of them are like obvious cash-ins, you know, that are just like we were joking about before. It's sort of like, hey, we can cram this in right? while we're waiting for the next. It's going to take two years to make the next big entry in this franchise. So, hey, let's get a younger cast and a different director and make a prequel, you know, so we can have a movie every year. Correct. Um 
that's how a lot of prequels go. All those can fuck off. They're terrible. <laughs> they're obviously terrible and meaningless and shit. Um, and they're always like, you know, even fans of the franchise is always like kind of, I don't know, curse them with faint praise. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Of sort of just like, I mean, you know, it's fine. It's not my favorite one, but like, I, you know, I still like it. And it's like, oh man, you fucking hate this movie. I can't, like, you just don't want to speak ill of whatever, you know, this is. But man, I can see, I can see the like twitch behind your eye of just right. like your brain trying to like keep things under control right now. Um, anyway, uh, and then, oh, and also we discovered... Because as we were talking about this, you started like Googling, like, you know, what are what do people consider like the best prequels? Right. And apparently, I don't know how, but apparently some people seem to be very confused about what's a prequel and what's a reboot. Yeah. Which is fucking baffling to me. It's pretty <laughs> obvious uh, for any idiots listening to the show who need this explained to them. Let Lay it just, down, Dory. Let me just explain. Lay it down, bro. A prequel takes place within the same continuity as the other movies just earlier in time. A reboot is where we hit a hard reset on everything and we're rewriting all of this shit. Um, so, you know, uh, Star Wars Episode One prequel. Batman Begins, reboot. It's really obvious. Batman Begins, none of Tim Burton shit happened. That dude doesn't exist. It's just a different Batman story. That's a reboot. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it should be pretty obvious. If you're still confused about this, then please hit the unsubscribe button. <laughs> um, just not just, you, Sean, you're chained to us. You have no <laughs> choice but to listen to our ramblings. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so that was infuriating. And then one of the lists we saw even had like a fucking, re- it had like Casino Royale on there. I was like, that's a fucking that's a reboot. reboot. It's a reboot. It's a yes. reboot. Yes. <laughs> It's not supposed to be Sean Connery. Like, what the fuck? I mean, it's even fair to say that every new actor that comes into James Bond, that movie is a reboot. Yeah. You know, like, right. it's just. Yeah. Nobody thinks Casino Royale took place in a, you know, before the Sean Connery James <laughs> Bond movies. Like, it's really obviously like 40 fucking years later. <laughs> yeah. uh, and a different man. Like, it's. <laughs> um. So, no, yeah, yeah, I, anyway. I, yeah. There's, there's big confusion as to what. Yeah, is it a, was, it was yeah. bizarre to see on these lists, like how many fucking reboots were on these prequel lists. But anyway, so there you have it, people. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's stupid. Um, but anyway, I so okay. So the the obvious one that comes up is Godfather Two. Correct. Yes. But Godfather Two is a prequel and a sequel rolled into one. Mm-hmm. It does both, and then it it kind of creates its own structure and does its own thing by putting those things next to each other, you know? Right. And so that is kind of doing something different. And also I would argue that the prequel bits do actually, uh, enhance or enrich, um, rewatching Godfather part one. Oh yeah. That seems his whole story of how he came to be is, you know, cause in Godfather one, he's just already kind of like, he's the guy, you know, he's yeah. Don, he's fucking Don Corleone. Yeah. And, you know, to see his, his, you know, uh, humble beginnings right you know where he came from and you know his sort of how this all came to be it does add it it gives him that gravity so it's like kind of when you watch him in godfather one it's like you you know you feel a little bit more of like his history Mm -hmm. even Mm -hmm. though we're we're dealing with michael and Sonny mainly yeah um anyway so you know but i would say it's not you know it's not like a true prequel right right if we want to get into it uh i'm just gonna throw Uh, this out there i think i would one day love to just process the godfather trilogy yeah with you yeah i, I mean i just still listen, gotta watch listening to you Coda. talk to number two right now like the last time i watched two which i've only watched uh both you and i have the 4k set that yeah. just got recently released i watched number one fucking amazing uh transfer i yeah. haven't watched two or three yet but the last time i watched one through three on blu-ray um i always forget about the end of two yeah and not just the last shot, but just sort of like one of the last sort of sequences that happens in two. And it might be the it, it might be the last shot. Cause I think two ends with him sitting like in the garden, um, you know, after he after he's witnessed the death of Fredo mm-hmm. in, in the in at Lake Como or whatever. But I think before then we there's like a flashback to when, you know. We got Jimmy Conn back. 
everybody's back at the house in New York. I think that's the last shot where it's it's the empty chair and they're like waiting for everyone to come and sit down and like, you know, Brando would be coming out at this point. Well, it's 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 the scene. It's it's that shot and everybody is getting together for dinner and like, you know, Carlo's there, like Connie and Carlo are there, but they're not married yet. Right. You know, and so um but it's the scene where Michael tells Sonny that he you know, signed up for to be in the army or to mm-hmm. be, you know, in the war. That's right. And yeah. Sonny gets really upset with him. And it's like, it's, it, it almost feels like it, the movie ends with like, here's the first crack in the family kind of mm-hmm. a little bit. And it's, I think it's a birthday party for the Godfather for Vito, but like, you know, they weren't able to get uh, Brando back. Right. So he's just assumed to be off screen somewhere. Mm-hmm. But what, what just like a, I don't know, like a flex and just it's a heartbreaking scene to watch. Yeah. You know, uh, um, like one of the most it were it's it's almost like the ultimate prequel. Yeah. Right. In a sense. Totally. It's just this shot, this sequence of them having dinner. Nothing's happened yet. And, you know, uh, we just watched everything happen. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> totally. Um, it's it's so crazy. But anyway, sorry. That's my. little. Oh, yeah. No, of, no, no. Obviously, we need to rewatch. We need to watch Godfather Part Two. Again. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I still got to pop in the first one on yeah. 4K. Also, I haven't watched it yet. Oh, um, it's so in good. that in that resolution, I'm very excited. We got to get Sean. I think we got to get Sean in for at least Godfather One. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Quit being a bitch. Watch Godfather. <laughs> Let's watch it. This place with the lights. It'll all just be like candle, <laughs> like orange glow. <laughs> I kind of want to see what happens when uh, they find the horse head. Mm. What light? What lighting? Mm-hmm. You know, what's satin? Warm satin blood. Gonna, yeah, <laughs> it would be nice. The blood's like, yeah, glowing on the wall. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, yeah, I honestly like. Yeah, I I don't like prequels for the most part. Yeah, I feel like I don't think they live up to what they should do. Maybe nobody else thinks they should do what I think they should do. But to me, that seems like the obvious thing is to like you know build upon the story you've told in the whatever the i don't know current time period is for the franchise or series of movies um my although i will say one of my favorite video games of all time is a prequel oh is metal gear solid 3 snake eater okay uh is a fucking undisputed masterpiece all right uh it is a prequel and it does all of the things that i talked about (laughs) <laughs> okay uh, that a prequel should do it it enriches it deepens it recontextualizes it changes everything mm-hmm. it's like when you go and play metal gear Solid, like the first two games and even the subsequent ones obviously those came after so things were already changed but like when i played three it was like i immediately went back and played one and two again because it was like okay. wow this is so yeah. cool like it's all <laughs> like it's just all feels so different now because yeah. like because basically it told that, you know, it went back in time and told the story of the guy who becomes like the big bad guy oh, in parts okay. one and two in three. Yeah. OK. Gotcha. And so you play as him the entire game and oh, like wow. you don't you don't like realize it at first or, you know, it was it was kind of obvious in some ways just given the time period. It's like, well, who else could it be? Yeah. But still, it was like the way the story was told and, you know, the the journey that you go through in this game and like this. The narrative is so good. Um but it's like, you know, you come away from that game and you're like, I understand. Like, I get why he's doing what he's doing. Yeah. You know, like all of a sudden the villain in like one and two, you're like, no, I'd if I were him, I'd be doing the same thing. Yeah. Like, I get it. <laughs> and like and now it's like the guy I've been playing as a hero. I'm playing. I'm like, you're a fool. Like, you've mm-hmm. been tricked. <laughs> the fucking you're the puppet now. You yeah, know, right, like, right. Jesus Christ. And I'm the puppet master. I'm the one making you do this shit. Oh, shit. Um, it's so good. But so that's like that's what a, the power of prequel should have, mm-hmm. you know, if it's good. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, that that just like doesn't I, I can't think of a single movie that's done that. Yeah. Um. There's, but there might be a book. I'd have to. I didn't really think about that. There might, if anything comes to mind, I'll mention it. But I really um, like. Um, I I've go ahead. Uh, uh, yeah, ran so really interestingly though, because uh-huh. I did not really, you know, the movie was not as bad as I thought it was going to be. But still, I'm not gonna. I'm not like recommending this film. But I will say that um, the Many Saints of Newark. The Sopranos oh, prequel. Okay, it did provide information that did actually like 
recontextualize some stuff in Sopranos. I was like, oh, that's really interesting. Like per the definition of a prequel. Yeah. You know, yeah. in certain. Yeah. OK, totally. So like that actually is like add something interesting to okay. the show. OK, but, you know, I feel like the rest of the movie that's there is not <laughs> really <laughs> necessary. Yeah. Um, and that could like that information could have, especially within an episodic show that went on as long as Sopranos very easily could have been, you know, like late season six, like quick flashback or okay. like conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Say like, Hey, you know who actually did this? Right. Yeah, you know, exactly. like, and give that information could have been done, you know, in a really powerful scene mm-hmm. uh, instead of like an hour and 40 minute movie. Where yeah, you're like, right. Okay. I'm not totally mad at this. And then one interesting <laughs> thing happens. Um, yeah, there were a couple of funny callbacks to the show in um, in many scenes of New York, but yeah, overall, it was I was not really a fan of the movie. Okay, but interestingly, I think as far as like doing something, like it at least had its eye on the ball, you know? Yeah, <laughs> think, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll give it that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not many, not many prequels do. No, they don't. No, they don't. They're just like you know, fan service. It's it's like Rogue One, you know? Yeah, like, that's all. You just we're telling the story just because somebody mentioned it, so that's like an obvious thing to do. Like. I think the sacrifice of those people is more powerful as one throw off sentence from Mon Mothma mm-hmm. than it is as like a whole movie about like, hey, look, we got like karate guy yeah. and a woman and this dude's Latin, you know, like it's <laughs> fucking it's a party out here. Uh, I really yeah. like Rogue One. Yeah, I like it. I I, yeah. I like it. As I think that story. It's an exten- I feel like it's a bit of an extension. I just I don't know. Like there's a million no, I know. Fucking stories that can be told in this goddamn universe. I know. I know. That don't <laughs> deal with the fucking Skywalkers. <laughs> like, just fucking tell them. Or don't end with them. I oh my yeah. God. Yeah. It no, you're is right. Insufferable. You're 100% like, right. Yeah. This is the perfect time for to tell everybody how much of a fan you are of the Star Wars prequels, <laughs> right? No, like. It's oh you know what I, I remember. Uh, this is my little this is my little bit on the Star Wars prequels because I feel like you know they at least for me they have to come up just a little bit. Saw all of them in the theaters, you know. Same. I yeah. think I I think I leg- I think I legit liked all of them in that when I saw them in the theaters, but I just did not my my movie film whatever education was just not really up sure, there it was i mean it was hard not to get swept up it was like it be, was it was it a wasn't. fucking craze yeah, you know when yeah. those came out and i think retro- retroactively for a lot of people whether they'll admit it or not i'm going to be a person that actually admits it i actually really really um have more of a tolerance and enjoy watching the prequels now than i did then sure and it's only because i've watched the subsequent yeah <laughs> animated shows that have come out that have kind of retroactively given i don't know have been a prequel even though it takes place in the same timeline to those movies in some ways Mm -hmm. where i watch those movies now and i'm like okay back in 91 or back in 2002 or 2004 or 5 when episode 3 came out like Lucas was trying to do something where like the technology wasn't there yet, where like Jim Cameron would be like, I'm going to hold out for 10 years until it gets to where I want. Lucas was just like, I want to do it now. I think we can. And it's just so happens. It's going to look like this. Yeah. And now a lot of, you know, the series, which I won't go into. And I know I've talked to you on and off mic or whatever, like a lot of the animated stuff and even some of the stuff like Mandalorian, like the, you know, the volume stuff, even though it's sort of like kind of phasing in and out here and there now, you mm-hmm. know, currently with shows, um, which I won't go into because that's a whole other thing. But, um, you know, that's like what he was trying to do with those prequels. And like, in a way, I feel like I can kind of see that. And in a way, I feel like, you know, um, there's a those movies were like way more like Star Wars political than I than I thought they were. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, okay, you're just trying to do a different thing, mm-hmm. you know. You're trying to do Star Wars politics. Yeah. And that's Star Wars trade negotiations. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. You know, I mean <laughs> like those dudes in the first movie who are the fucking, you know, I forget what the fuck they're called, but they're the only like live action puppet characters yeah, in right. the entire movie. Like they last to the so the third movie at the end when Anakin fucking guts them all. And uh-huh. it's like, you know, by then, you know, you don't really give a fuck about the politics. But yeah. 
But um, but every once in a while, oh, sorry, every once oh, in a while, like uh, I'll I'll kind of watch those. It's like to go to bed. Yeah, you know, I sort of know know them enough or whatever. But um, uh, prequel wise, uh, I don't know. Like I was really trying to I I was trying to at least pick one that I thought was like a decent prequel, at least that I enjoyed, and I really liked to. Uh, like Kong Skull Island was on a list of prequels. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, sure, which yeah. I guess, you know, I'm not saying you have to be an entire fan of the Mon- Warner Brothers MonsterVerse movies at all, but like as a prequel, yeah. I thought it was one of the more enjoyable sort of like action movie romps. Is it a prequel? Uh, Wasn't that just the first one? No, Godzilla Godzilla would be Yeah. Godzilla would be like the present day stuff. Yeah. And then, but uh, Kong but that was the first movie with Kong in it. And with this this iteration of Kong. This iteration of Kong in here, but I think they yeah. put it on the list of a prequel because the like company yeah. that Dorian, just let me explain it to this you. This doesn't just let me explain no. it to you. See, <laughs> this is where you know what? The company that John Because Good- Kong versus Godzilla Dorian, and the eventually happened John doesn't Goodman retroactively for make in the Kong- movie is the same company that's in Godzilla. The company? Yeah. Okay. It's like uh But it has nothing to do with the story of Godzilla. No. So even though they meet up in Kong versus yeah. Godzilla. So yeah, it's not a I don't think that's a prequel. What would that be called then? Because it's not a sequel, a spinoff. Yeah, I mean, I get those are just like until I mean, they're just two different movies. <laughs> that yeah, eventually we're going to converge, but you know what? You're right because, uh, and I'm not I'm not admitting defeat. But as I think about this, like <laughs> no seriously, uh, I'm not admitting defeat only because like yes, the same company that operates that like um Ken Watanabe's character works for in the Godzilla movies mm-hmm. is the same company that is trying to get to this island in Kong Skull Island which yeah. is headed by John Goodman and Corey Hawkins character in that movie. Right. However, like Corey Hawkins character is a very young man in that movie and he is uh like partner teamed with this Asian woman who's in this movie like their characters don't show up again as like older actors in any of the Godzilla movies so far. So yeah. I get the spinoff. So yeah, it technically yeah. wouldn't be a prequel other than this very yeah, small it's, thread. It's part of just like a larger continuity. It's like, you know, like like Captain America takes place earlier in time than Iron Man and they converge in Avengers, but you wouldn't call Captain America a prequel to Iron Man. No, I wouldn't. Exactly. Okay. This perfect. is the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. All right, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. that makes sense. It's just, this yes. is part of this whole new thing that's happening where it's like, <laughs> we just make 20 individual films and then make a super film, you know, with all of them in it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, no, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, but no, I agree. Like, if you, um, you sort, of, sort of to kind of round out the the, the prequel talk, yeah, a lot of a lot of things when you like sort of just Google like top prequels or anything like they're kind of, you know, extended universe and or just a separate movie. Yeah. You know, they're not like you say, they're not adding to, you know, whatever that first movie was or for whatever character they're leading with in the prequel or whatever. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, no, um, I retroactively kind of like the Star Wars prequels. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I'm okay to admit it. Godfather 2, I agree with you. Yeah. I, th- I think I think we can put it in that category. Yeah. Given how muddled the water is with what's a prequel and what people consider a prequel mm-hmm. and all that kind of shit, like Godfather 2's yeah. in. Yeah, there's a there is a prequel in there. It is. You know, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's it's doing it's that plus more, but it is a prequel. Yeah. Um, I know on one of the lists we look at too, looked at as well, it mentioned, um, excuse me, the good, the bad, and the ugly oh, as yeah. a prequel, which I looked into this, and it's really, it's pretty loose. I mean, that whole trilogy is kind of like loosely connected to begin with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's really mainly the same actors playing different characters, or some of them. Okay. Um, but, like, technically, good, the bad, and the ugly, which is the third movie, um, after, you know, for a fistful of dollars, a few dollars more, and good, the bad, and the ugly... So, Good, the Man, and the Ugly takes place like uh, during the Civil War. Okay. Yeah, it's during the Civil War, and then the other two takes place take place after the Civil War. Oh. But that's only like, but if you watch the movies, like, there's no, you know, there's no like continuity indicator that this is like prior to the events of those other films. Right. Because like technically, like 
he's not really playing the same character between all three of them. Like you could watch it that way, uh-huh. but he's credited as like a different person on each film. Okay. And like Eli Wallach, I'm pretty sure plays like a totally different character in one of them. And yeah. Stuff. So it's, it's re- that one's really dicey. That's okay. a, that's a hard one to call like a real prequel. I mean, and even if so, it's so loosely connected to the others that like good, it's not changing the other films. Yeah. You know, it's not, adding to them in any way but, okay but it's a fucking great movie i just rewatched it again like fuck yeah so good yeah <laughs> what a film yeah i know i feel like i've had like a i feel like i've had a moment where you know to kind of tie it back to, to pearl which yeah. is what we're talking about you know just thinking about prequels when you ask that question of like has there been like a good prequel yeah you know i mean you know you're subjective thoughts on you know the star wars prequels for whoever you're asking like if we push those aside like legit has there been good one and i don't think there really has like even i mean i i am a fan of rogue one yes but like also at the same time it's like yeah i'm a fan of rogue one but like it i mean it it moved me for that sort of Mm -hmm. you know fandom sure but i mean it didn't move me like like godfather 2 like that's you know i mean that was just fucking yeah, you're not you're not like shedding a tear when you watch episode four now and Mon Mothma <laughs> talks about how many Bothans died to bring no. you this information. You're not like, damn, yeah, those fuckers. Oh, I remember those, those fucking guys. Bothans. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, you're just yeah, like, yeah. God, what were they thinking with that shot of Leia at the end? Man, yeah, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tell you what they were thinking during Hope. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, they had that's all it was baby yep they had that's all it was they had hope in one hand they had shit in the other and they <laughs> smashed them together and no and, uh, you know that's what they got <laughs> oh shit um but no yeah you ra- you raise a good so, point yeah. and I, I i have a feeling like i i need to so i haven't really considered this also on like more of a I don't know. I guess like art house film perspective. Okay. I feel like in that realm there might be something. Okay. You know, like um you know, like a three colors trilogy or you know, like something I haven't watched those movies in so long I can't remember if they're like really chronological or like what, you know, but again, like that kind of continuity with like a true like prequel is more of like a franchise kind of thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um but I don't know. I'd have to. I'd have to think about it on that front. There might. Yeah. There might be something like in that swimming around in that world. You know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that might fit the bill a little bit more. Um, I think. I think maybe one of my. Uh, not maybe one of one. Uh, the, the last question I might have for you uh, is: Would you recommend people go see Pearl? I feel like you know, kind of. I feel like yeah. kind of jokingly with yeah. trailers. It's not mm-hmm. a joke. It's actually pretty yeah. serious. Like I will probably go see them, and you just won't. Yeah, you know. Uh, I just kind of hear you want to talk shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but also actually say something about what's happening in in those images. But yeah, would you recommend Pearl? I do. I do. Okay. I like it's again. It's it's a you know it's a unique film. Uh, I think you know my issues with it. I think are pretty subjective. Are well, everything's subjective. But yeah. You know, I, my issues with it might not be things that you are looking for in the film. You might be able to enjoy it on its own merits. I think having, I think if you haven't seen X and just go watch this movie, oh. it's probably a better film. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Good point. Like, yeah. you know, it's probably even better from that perspective where it's just sort of like just going in as like, okay, you know, let's just see what this thing is. It's, it's super unique. It's really like passionately put together. I think there, you know, there's some. I think objectively great elements to it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, yeah, if, you know, people are going to go spend their money at the movie theater these days, I'd much rather they do it on this than anything else that's out there. You know, like, yeah, I would, I, you know, it's one of those like, yes, I, I have been very unkind to Ty West in the past. I will say, (laughs) um, I think, I think some of his earlier stuff, I'm, you know, not really a fan. One of the house of the devil I've come around on. I've watched, I really, I really like, I, I like, I, I think it's good. Yeah. Um, I like I get it now. You know, I think the first time I saw it, I was looking for something different. Okay, um, and also it was just sort of like a, I don't know, fucking young cocky film student. I was about <laughs> to like direct my own first movie, and it was like, nah, this is shit. Yeah, I'll right. show you what a real fucking movie is. You know, <laughs> uh, there was definitely some of that going on, but um, but anyway, I appreciate it for you know for what it is and what it does. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, I still think the Innkeepers is awful. Uh, I've not revisited. I've only watched I, I ha- it once. I haven't either, but I feel no need to. You don't want to revisit it? No, I do not. Do you want to do it for Halloween? I disliked it that much. Dorian, you don't want to no, watch it? No, I don't. I'm watching good shit this Halloween. 
I got a great list together. Okay. I almost got the full month planned out. All right. I might start with Bram Stoker's Dracula. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You're going to go hot the, at the gate? Kicking it off. Fuck. I usually say that for the end because... I know. Because what do you watch after that? <laughs> Nothing. I'll tell you what. You don't watch a fucking movie for like a week. Am I going to feel disappointed for you if you have a sh- shit rested the run of your movie? Yeah. <laughs> for Halloween for the month of October. No, I got I got to You did it, it to out. yourself. It's, yeah, I mean, it's true. It's true. Nothing can live up to it. But also, I got to wait. Uh, the, the new 4K release comes out on the 4th, I believe. Oh. I'm gonna, so I'm going to have to wait for that, obviously. So I might be watching on the 4th. Okay. Also, on October 1st, we're going to be seeing Ming Lang Sai. Oh, my God. Yeah. Which, oh, I can't I'm sure wait. there'll be an episode of that. I'm yeah. Sure, I'm sure we'll have to talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but. Okay. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how you can just get a massage. I'm just going to be <laughs> like, listen, I have a fr- I have a friend. <laughs> Who is just, I mean, I really love this man's movies, but let me tell you, given the opportunity, it's anything goes at this point. If you need me to do that, I'll do it. I have fucking no hesitation. I will fucking get down on that table. Um, Um, Yeah. Uh, Anyway, so, yeah, no, I, uh, uh, I I would like wholeheartedly recommend going to check it out. Yeah. Check out Pearl. Yeah, yeah. I, I really do. I think you know. So I, having said that, I think it's you know his what he's doing is totally worth supporting. Like I would like to see him be able to continue to be, uh, you know, because he was he ended up doing like TV for a little while mm-hmm. and stuff, and it seems like now he's kind of like getting back into being able to do some like passion project type stuff. Yeah, and it's turning out it seems successfully for him, mm-hmm. which is great. And hopefully he'll be able to continue down this road and just continue refining everything that he's up to right now. Cause I think it's really interesting what he's doing. Cause now they've, so they've already announced a third movie now called Maxine, which is going to take. So Mia Goss character in X Maxine is the only survivor of that. Right. And so then this third film will take place in the eighties in Los Angeles and be her like coming up in the porn industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm very, I'm just very curious to see what that is because Maxine is not by nature a serial killer as far as we know. No. Yeah. So I'm interested to see what the third movie could be, whether the events of X somehow create some trauma that becomes like, you know, then she becomes murder. You know, it seems like there's an opportunity for an arc there where I was missing that I was missing in Pearl. Okay. You know? Okay. Um, so uh yeah it seems more ripe to actually like you know create something mm-hmm. sort of like new and, and unique and interesting um so yeah and also just you know the 80s la thing is just like cool yeah. i'm into that you know <laughs> and i'm guessing these movies have done well enough that maybe he's going to have a little bit more of a budget for maxine and mm-hmm. is able to like get out and about a bit more because obviously then we're not just going to be on a farm yeah you know in los angeles in the yeah. 80s we got to be we got to be doing it um, also, I think it's, uh, so, so I'm, I'm very interested to see the third one. Yeah. I'm, I'm also just going to say, I'm going to just piggyback off of you, Dorian, and just say, I agree with supporting this movie. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to go into why I think you should just because I think you summed it up pretty well. Sweet. Um, but, um, I think it's also something to be said seeing as how, uh, the beginning of this podcast and a lot of our conversations are with trailers. Like I feel like both of these movies have, a, have had really great trailers. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, just really stellar trailers that just sort of suck you in. Like, even if I don't want to watch a I don't think they have had like a second or third. I'm not I know Pearl hasn't. But um, I remember when the trailer for Pearl came out and, you know, I think you text, you know, myself and Ben um, in our thread and we're just like, holy shit, like this is like a it's like a good good trailer like yeah. i'm in to go see this movie totally it's yeah. what a trailer should really make me feel and mm-hmm. you know uh, that's why we went to go see it but um but yeah no i i agree i i'm i'm looking forward to maxine as well i'm looking forward to co- completing the trilogy it just yeah it feels like a very an unofficial trilogy but yeah uh i'm looking forward to seeing i'm assuming i'm assuming a24 will probably do some cool like 4k you know little, yeah. like three movie box set when, yeah. when they're all completed and like i'd i'll probably be in to, to pick that up same i, yeah, I agree I'd, yeah assuming maxine doesn't like totally blow it but yeah right. i like what he's doing with like time and place and style like mm-hmm. between these movies and yeah they're just they're cool like you know i think again like knowing exactly like what pearl is mm-hmm. i could probably like if i I probably will watch it again at some point. Oh, same here. Um, 
you know, I, I'm feeling like maybe I might be able to like enjoy it on its own merits a bit more on a second viewing yeah. where it's sort of like, okay, everything I know it's not going to do what I want it to now do. Now you know what it is. Yeah. Let's yeah, yeah. But like, maybe I can think, you know, we'll see. Uh, it's, it'll, I'm not like rushing out to go watch it again, but, um, yeah, I'll be interested to revisit it, uh, especially once Maxine comes out as well. Mm-hmm. And sort of like the whole trilogy is completed and you can see the whole thing. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, I mean, I think that's about it. Yeah, I think um, that sums it up. Pearl's out in theaters right now, guys. Uh, I mean, I'm sure if it's playing at your local Cineplex, wherever you go, please go see it, support it. Uh, like we said, there's a third one coming out. And if uh, you live anywhere near Dorian and myself, uh, go see it at the Music Box. Yeah. It's it's fucking dope just to go see movies there yeah sure is and uh you know support support that theater but uh dorian thank you for doing this always and uh we'll be back next week with uh some maybe elvis no i don't think so (laughs) (laughs) we either rip the band-aid off soon or Uh, it'll get to a point where i'll make you rewatch the movie no i'm that certain that's a preposterous you say that yeah (laughs) 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 you already watched it once (laughs) um thanks everybody for listening we'll uh we'll see you next week yeah